because they're insecure and their brain wants them to stay exactly where it feels safe. Going outside of your comfort zone that the brain says this is not safe. We should not do this because why it won't match the story that your former identity has wrapped itself around. Here's what's going to happen. A, B, C, D, all of this pain. Then there's an attitude underneath that. It's terrible to not have good game. It's terrible to not have this because it means this about me or it means that about me. We know how important people are and how rapidly technology is and will continue to change our world. The way we live, the way we work, and the way we experience life as we know it. In a hyper-connected global economy, it is the combination of extraordinary people and advanced tech that will make a brighter future. But without evolved leaders knowing how to apply that value of neurodiversity, businesses, teams, and relationships will exponentially suffer. We believe in your ability and are obsessed with helping people like you shift into unlimited potential. It is our honor to help you and your teams optimize and automate the skills, tools, and solutions that can bridge that gap between intelligence and implementation as you venture into your unique mission. Let us welcome you to Evolve Ventures. Welcome to Evolve Ventures, where we are making evolution possible for growth-minded humans through vulnerable lessons, stories, and technology. I am your host, Bianca Thomas. And I am your host, Amelia Smith. Welcome back for another episode, episode 112, where we're going to jump into the conversation about why do I feel so freaking insecure? And when we get into this episode, I want to just say, like, for anyone that's joining us, like, First of all, shout out to you because if you clicked on this episode, you are willing to have the humility to kind of like go through this journey of like trying to figure out like why the heck do you feel insecure? And insecurity is one of these things that like it can really take over our life and we can always avoid any sort of pain or um, place where we do feel insecure. So just hot shout out to you, my friends out there. B, where do we want to get this one started? (laughs) You're in a whole energy today, huh? I'm in a whole energy. Like I said, it's been back to back today. <laughs> I can start if, if you prefer. Go friend. for it. Go All right. So it. the one thing that I wanted to get started with in this episode was around a, an experience that I had. So I was on the phone with someone within our community and we were talking about relationships specifically. So I'm going to kind of just take it with that. So So hang in there with me. So we were talking about relationships and this person has um, been single for quite some time. And he was talking to me about what I thought was awesome, his game with ladies. And when we were talking about it, I noticed his whole body and his whole like bravado start to shift a little bit. So he was definitely insecure. And I appreciate how forthcoming he was about how talking about this topic actually makes me really deeply insecure. And I said, you know, I really appreciate that. But the fact is the fact that you're talking to me, someone who has like really helped so many people in this arena in the past and the current and for sure in the future, I'm grateful that you have that humility to recognize when you are insecure. Because in reality, if you were to have run away and never had this conversation with me, you would always be insecure when it came to the game that you're talking about that you currently have with the ladies. And so, you know, his goal is to obviously attract a dream partner, as is, I think, a lot of our goals, right? And those people who say that that's not a goal that they wish to have, I think that that's a a 
perhaps deep insecurity that might be talking. But the discomfort that he was having while talking about the dream partner and talking about all of this stuff, it was fascinating because I what I noticed in that is the degree of discomfort that he was showing while he was talking to that was directly proportionate to the actual degree of uncertainty he had around his abilities, his current abilities. So what do I mean by that? Like the in, the insecurity existed because the evidence that he was looking at, and B, this is not where I know you can come in with the CBT lens, the evidence that he was looking at, which is why it made him so insecure, is because there's not a lot of evidence that he has that kind of shows him that his game is good when mm. it comes to the ladies, right? So like confidence is really low. And if he were to kind of put himself into that quote unquote danger zone when it comes to approaching maybe a woman or talking to someone that he might be interested in, you know, there's not a ton of former evidence that he has in his past that's that is telling him that this is actually going to go good. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep building this evidence. And so his relationship with failure isn't really that positive just yet because the fear, the insecurity is deeply, deeply rooted in his experience. So his brain essentially has this lack of evidence, right, that will tell him that his game is good and therefore his confidence is directly late related to where he doesn't feel secure in. Mm -hmm. And so this is what I know a lot of us can can experience when we might not have evidence around what makes us feel secure. Because when you just look at the word insecurity, right? Insecure. Have you ever really dug into the actual like meaning of it? When your brain, when you are feeling a sense of insecurity, that means your homeostasis is thrown off. You don't have evidence to make your, your central nervous system self-regulate. And there's likely a part of you that remembers anything that you're looking forward to building or working towards. When you did that in a past life or a past chapter or a past relationship, it probably didn't go as planned or nearly to the extent or degree that you wanted it to. And going back to this example, when he maybe approached a woman and she turned him down or he got rejected. So that's the evidence that this part of him is really putting front and center in his mind, his primary focal point when it comes to the summation that he's created, which is my game sucks when it comes to ladies, right? Like I like I just don't I don't have good game. And it's like, all right, cool. That humility, that's something we can work with, because what you're doing in that moment is recognizing that pain body, that fear is actually driving. But here's mm. the thing. We don't have to let that drive us forever. And that's where building that contrary evidence to what makes you secure is going to happen. The key here, though, that be I know you and I have definitely gone in depth with, with clients and I've seen so many times is that your relationship to failing forward is going to need to have a different sort of association. In order to increase or improve your game and build confidence, you're going to need to get rejected several times because otherwise you won't have the pain to figure out how the heck can I improve in this? So I'm having like a visceral reaction over here. I'm not even doing it. It's like the thought of the rejection is like, Ugh. yeah, um, yeah. It's like we're not even in the experience and yet we like have like the secondary, what is it called? That's like secondary embarrassment. Yeah. Like have you ever heard of that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, so taking this from a CBT or for those of you who don't know what CBT is, cognitive behavioral therapy lens, 
That's what I got my background and my background in psychology. So our sense of worth, our sense of the belief that we have in ourselves, right? So that's that's kind of what worth is. Ultimately, it's the belief that we hold about ourselves and the type of person that we are. Like our inherent goodness mm-hmm. or value or um sense of lovability. Mm-hmm. It stems from this belief that we hold or this story that we've told about ourselves, or this narrative that we've created of in order to be enough, this is what has to be laid out. This is what this has to look like. So under every sense of security or insecurity is a belief about what you are supposed to be like or a blueprint. Mm-hmm. Under that blueprint, there's certain rules, there's certain assumptions, and there's certain attitudes that we all hold. So maybe for that person, a belief that he has is, I'm not, what What did you say that he said? He thought that he had good game? He thought that his game with ladies isn't as good. Like, it isn't good. Like, my game with ladies, like, I think he said something along those just sucks. Like, I know it it just sucks. Like, I have no game when it comes to ladies. That's a belief that he holds. He is Mm -hmm. insecure about himself because of a belief he holds that uh, my game sucks. Mm -hmm. Under that belief is a rule Mm -hmm. that in order to be good with ladies, I must do X or I must get X result. Mm-hmm. There is an assumption underneath there. If I don't get that, here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. A, B, C, D, all of this pain. Then there's an attitude underneath that. It's terrible to not have good game. It's terrible mm-hmm. to not have this because it means this about me or it means that about me. And now let's use... Another example, if someone believes that they are the most worthy, the most worthwhile, right? They have a belief that I am inherently enough. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not, I will keep trying. Their rule is I will always try. Because my the blueprint I have is being enough means always trying. Mm Their attitude about it is it's really good to always try. Failure is okay because it's not tied to me. It just means that I put in the effort. Mm -hmm. And there's an assumption there that if I keep going, maybe eventually I'll get there. Maybe that's what their assumption is. Mm -hmm. But so for every single one of us, our sense of our sense of worth, our sense of identity, our sense of am I insecure or secure? Am I good enough or not? It really stems from What are these beliefs that you are holding about yourself, which M, to your point, was cultivated through the many, many, many different experiences that you've had in your life up until that point? Mm -hmm. So if every time this person went and hit on a girl and it ended up working, it ended up in his favor, he's actually going to have a belief that I'm really good with women. Right. I'm really good at this. Mm -hmm. For someone else, if... They grew up in a family where trying was not celebrated. You were only celebrated for the um, result. You were going to be terrified to even try. Mm-hmm. So if you go and you try and you have one failed one failed attempt, you're instantaneously going to develop the belief, oh my God, I'm not good enough. Yeah. And that fear of trying again because of the failure 
is going to be consuming in a sense. So how do we move forward from this? Why do I feel so insecure? It's because of the blueprint that you've developed and the narrative that you have created of what it means to be good enough and you not matching that. You Mm -hmm. not believing you meet the criteria. So for me, um, my body for a long time was only good enough if it looked like Hattie Boydell. That was Mm -hmm. my blueprint. I sure as hell do not look like Hattie Boydell, so I'm always not going to feel good enough. So how do we move forward with this? And I know you have a couple tools and I'll have you go first and I'll explain mine after. How do people start to shift this? How do we actually get from I'm insecure, I'm not good enough, this is my blueprint and I'll never get there Mm -hmm. to whatever that next step is? One of the things, and I know that you and I are very aligned in this because this is naturally something that I've really helped other people with. And I know that now you have a clinical degree in it. And I'm so grateful for that because you and I balance each other in this. But really, it is understanding. I think the first part of it is awareness to this. Okay. When you are insecure, what is it that is throwing you out of balance? Because that's what's happening. Your central nervous system, your physiology doesn't feel secure. And so therefore, it will have to develop a story or a belief system, some type of inner dialogue in your head to quote unquote, bring you back to safety or what feels like safety, right? So using this example, someone who might feel as though they don't have a great game with ladies, well, that makes him insecure. So what are the odds that he's going to go out and try, go out Mm. and try to build contrary evidence to that core belief that he has about himself, right? The odds are is that his brain is going to have him stay exactly where where he is because that's where the comfort zone is, meaning not putting himself in situations where going out and maybe hitting on someone or complimenting them that's where he should be. That's not what the brain is telling him. And so anyone who is insecure and notices that their insecurity is running them, one of the steps that I always say moving forward into with with coaching clients and with our team and even between you and I is when like you notice that that fear brain is actually driving, you got to start to build other evidence to show and prove to yourself that that belief is it might have been true at one point. But that does not need to be your future reality. And the only thing that will show you the difference in that is actually proving to yourself, giving yourself solid evidence that Mm -hmm. tells that fear brain to sit on the bench. Okay, so the awareness is number one understanding what's happening in your physiology and therefore the, the stories, the rules, everything in your brain. Number two and number three is building that contrary evidence. And it sounds very, very simple, but sometimes that can feel like such a big thing for people. And when you think about this, you know, it's like athletes even in this instance, they they might feel insecure when they first step on the field for the first time, but because they don't accept the story that when they don't hit a ball into the goal as their their self-determination, as their core belief that they're not good enough but rather start to subscribe and say, hey, fear brain, I know we didn't win that game. I know we didn't win that instance. Let's try again and just give it a try. They didn't subscribe to that identity of I'm not good enough. They didn't subscribe to that belief that kept them small and would make them sit on the bench. Instead, what they did was say, well, let's try again. And their relationship with failure, with rejection, with 
all of this building of contrary evidence actually helped them bring the goal eventually through to the finish line. So with anyone else to summarize this, it's, it's really building that evidence and having a clear um, way to do that. And I think that especially when you feel the most insecure, one of the biggest things that people can do for themselves is to get around someone who can help work them through that because they might not push themselves outside of their comfort zone because they're insecure and their brain wants them to stay exactly where it feels safe. Going outside of your comfort zone that the brain says this is not safe. We should not do this because why it won't match the story that your former identity has wrapped itself around. Thoughts? Well said. Thanks, B. Very well said. That ties into uh, something that I've talked about for, uh, multiple times. We haven't talked about it in a while, though, but the concept of self-efficacy. Oh, yes. We love it. Self-efficacy is ultimately your belief in your ability to do things, mm-hmm. right? So there's there's two parts of self-efficacy. It's the belief that I can do something and the belief that that effort will get me the result, Mm-hmm. Right. So we've talked about this. You have to have three beliefs in order to do anything. The belief that it's possible, the belief that it's possible for me, and the belief that it'll be worth it. So the, those three things kind of encompass the two components of self-efficacy. Mm-hmm. And there's four major ways to build self-efficacy. And you actually laid them out very well in your explanation, but I'll just say like the the scientific, the clinical, the CBT, whatever, yeah. the terms for it. Brilliant. The first one is the most impactful one was your last point or your mm-hmm. second point, taking action. Mm-hmm. In order to build self-efficacy, in order to build a sense of worth, in order to stop feeling so insecure, you have to actually do You have to go out into the arena. You have to fail forward. You have to try and put in these efforts and these bits of effort. Mm. The second most impactful one is something called vicarious experience. Mm. This is getting a coach. This is seeing someone else do it and having them help you learn how to do the same. So When Amelia and I first started working together, I knew nothing about business, nothing. I've never been introduced to it. I had no idea anything about it. She's extraordinary in it. So she learned from mentors and she's learning from her partner and I'm learning from her. So now I'm not as good at it as she is, but I'm a lot better than I've ever been. For sure. Right? So vicarious experience and... I'm taking action because I'm acting on the things that I'm learning. Mm -hmm. The third, the best one, the third best one is something called verbal persuasion. This is um, basically like communication. How are you talking to yourself? How are you persuading yourself? How are you motivating yourself, influencing yourself, using your words to do things? Are the people around you? communicating to you in that way? Are they being able to persuade you to do things and to help you get there? That will build your confidence. And then the last one is um, physiological, what is it called? Physiological something. It's basically like you, like changing your physiological state, changing how your body feels. 
When you're in a really energized place, when you're physically in a good space feeling good, you're going to be able to do things and try things and take on more effort than if you're exhausted, you had a bad sleep, and you're kind of feeling sad. Right. So we basically said the same thing. Um, But yeah, the, the insecurity, why you feel so insecure to kind of bring this all around, it really ties into the story that you have about the way you're supposed to be and you not believing that you match that. Mm-hmm. So using these tools, using these really simple tools, I know they sound really simple and they sound a little too simple, but we love overcomplicating things because mm-hmm. we think, oh, well, if it's complicated, it must work. That's almost never the truth. Mm. The simplest the simplest solution is almost always the right one. And these tools are very simple, but they're not easy to always execute on. Definitely not. So Amelia and I both have a ton of experience doing this. We also have a ton of experience helping our clients in this. And it has really changed their lives when they're actually able to implement these. So mm-hmm. they were able to do it. We were able to do it. And I know all of you will be able to do it too. You got this. The fact that you like know that you're insecure, that's just proof to you that there's a part of you that like knows you can bring yourself through it, through Mm -hmm. that insecurity, right? So that's awesome. That's an indicator of your growth mindset. And a part of you is so growth oriented. She or he or they are saying like, hey, by the way, this is something that we're insecure about. We can work forward. We got this. And that's where you got to tap into that cheerleader part of you to to work through that fear. And whether that means like getting a coach like Bianca or I, whether that means joining a community like Evolve Venture Society, or whether that <laughs> means like, you know, taking action on your own accord and tagging Evolve Venture Society. <laughs> you know, you never know what that can do when you tap into those parts of you. So we're really grateful that you joined us in this episode. Um, if you are interested or someone that maybe you feel insecure, but you're still trying to wrap your head around this stuff and you're still saying, okay, well, this, like, I know that I'm insecure around here, but like, Emilia and Bianca, like, listen, I listened to the episode and I, I really just want an accountability partner. I want someone to help me kind of walk through what would that journey look like based on insert your scenario here. Hmm. Bianca and I are hosting every single Saturday free live calls that can take take a coaching form that can help you kind of work through whatever you're trying to work through or that you're really struggling with. It's completely free, private, judgment-free zone for each one of our amazing listeners to be able to take advantage of. We want to make sure that we can help our community and give back to our community. So the link will be in the show notes. We hope that you join us there and we're so excited to meet each and every one of you. Episode suggestion. My episode suggestion and closure is 111, the top three skills of building self-worth. What's yours be? 19, why your thoughts are screwing you. Oh my goodness. Oldie. It's an oldie, buddy goodie. We love bringing it back. Loving it. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, everyone, we're so excited to have you joining us in the next episode. And because this is a Thursday's drop, you can look forward to the following Monday after this one for our Monday motivation episode. We're excited to see you there. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.
If this episode resonated with you or you heard something you know will help you evolve, please share it with someone you love and care about, team members across the world, or someone who you believe deeply could benefit from joining this discussion. We know firsthand how important it is to have people who support and celebrate your evolution. That's why we created our free live virtual event called Out of the Mud that we host the last Wednesday of every single month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You don't even have to be on camera. You can literally just listen in if you want to so that you can get this content. You can hear what the community has to say and be involved with the conversation in real time. Extraordinary topics with evolved people. That's what this event is all about. Click in the link for Out of the Mud in the show notes to register for our next event. We love hearing from our listeners and community members. In efforts to help you evolve, we invite you to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Evolve Ventures or reach out to us directly via DM at Evolve with Amelia and Evolve with Bianca. Be on the lookout for our IG lives that we host every single Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are also in the process of rolling out group coaching and online courses that are sure to help you evolve into a greater version of yourself. This content is intended for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional counseling or psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.